0: So I guess uh welcome to the retro breakdown. I just counted, I'm pretty sure this is episode 82.
1: You know, we should have just numbered them as we went along, like in the title.
0: You know what? You know what the really dumb thing is? No. Is that I actually have been numbering them in anchor as I've been posting them. Oh. But I've been doing them as seasons.
1: Oh, that's right. There are seasons. So you gotta because let, it's, God, it's, then you gotta the, do math.
0: Yeah. So like now we have like seasons one, two and three corresponding to like 2020, 21 and 22 because mm-hmm. I basically like a season is basically a calendar year. So I like I've been doing that. But now it's like it's it's better. This I, way, but now so I just way... want to know how many episodes there have been. And I don't have that as a hard number.
1: Wh- when, so I'm pretty you... sure
0: this is episode 82.
1: It's it works better this way because when, when we're super duper famous and huge and we're releasing our compilation DVD, and Blu-ray special, we can release them as seasons and and uh and they they can get their steelbook box sets of
0: of of our recorded podcasts. Yeah, that are when free online. That happens <laughs> when when all of that happens. That yeah, all it's, of, on, it's all on of the that books. inevitability.
1: <laughs> we're we're working on it behind the scenes. <laughs>
0: There's a lot we're working on behind the scenes. I'm not sure that steel books are one of those things.
1: <laughs> have you ever have you ever uh, bought a steel book or did you, did you have? Yeah, I've got games? a
0: couple. The only I I I hate them,
1: but wow. at a time I thought they were cool. I don't, I don't know if I hate them. But they
0: don't fit on the shelf with the other games normally. Like, if they, uh, I put them on the shelf next to the other games and they've got, like, different dimensions. It's aesthetically amazing like, to you. It I completely it completely changes the whole uniformity of having all the games next to each other on the shelf. You got this one bulky thing that just, like, messes up the whole flow of it. And it just, yeah. like, it sucks. <laughs> so what I've actually been doing... Is like a lot of times the collector's editions will come with a steel book, but then they come like it has like the steel book, but then the regular case. So I'll actually put the regular case on the shelf and put the steel book somewhere else.
1: I guess that's true. I haven't bought a physical game in a really long time where I thought about it. Uh, But I I do have the when the Metroid Prime trilogy was released on the Wii, Mm. it came in a steel book. And I I have that here because we were going to we were talking about playing different metroid games and i was like oh maybe i'll play through prime again it didn't happen but you know it was the yeah. possibility so it's sitting here and it made me think about steelbooks because it's it's a it's a pretty blue it's a very nice looking
0: they like i will say that like my my issues with them have nothing to do with their appearance i do think they look cool um but when it comes time to actually have them and put them on a shelf sure like i hate the way that they look Next to other non-steelbook games.
1: No, I get that. Well, and and you're sort of stuck with, you're then like you have to <laughs> buy all steelbooks or no steelbooks,
0: right? And like not everything is even going to have a, a that option. Mm-hmm. So, I, at this point, it's just like just give me the regular case. I don't care.
1: <laughs> In yeah, fact,
0: I- like worse than not caring. I do care. I want to not have it.
1: Yeah, that's actually even worse. That's true. Like, I
0: actually prefer like I actually like have a negative preference for steel books.
1: <laughs> I think that's I'm just I'm I'm real chill with my with digital at the for the time being.
0: Yeah, I'm I like I'm, I'm okay with it. It's been nice. I there is a part of me that still likes having stuff on the shelf. Yeah, but there is also a 15 game high stack of uh, Switch games on my TV stand downstairs. <laughs> that's not on my shelf because I don't feel like trying to make space for it. So it, yeah, it kind of goes both ways.
1: It's, it's kind of funny because there's like this moment of, man, it's cool when I look at my old games and I see all of them sitting there. And it's like, that's fun. I like that. And then it's mm-hmm. like when I think about my new games, I, maybe it's I, I think so. I think for me, it's a feeling of nostalgia. So I enjoy mm-hmm. the I enjoy seeing the the old games there because it's like, oh, yeah, I played this when I was a kid. When it comes to the new stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't care. Like, I mean, I like the games and I'm happy to be playing them, but right. at the same time, I'm like, eh, whatever I can, I don't need to own it. Cause it doesn't have that. It's not like a, a memory or something like that, right? Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. It doesn't have like specific, like personal value to you.
1: Yeah. That's, that's probably, that's, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it.
0: I like, I used to, you know, some probably 10 years ago, I would go out to use game stores all the time and just pick up whatever. Yeah. Because you know it was like, oh, that'll that'll be good for the collection. I don't have that. That's cool. Yeah, that's a that I like that game or that game looks weird. That's two dollars. I mean, you know, at that
1: point, at that point, it's you you, you it makes perfect sense.
0: So you know, I would go and do that a lot, and a lot of the stuff on the shelf behind me is from instances of like, man, that would be really cool to have, mm-hmm. or that's like really weird, and I think that's kind of funny. It's just like decisions like that where it's like I don't have a personal attachment to this, but like I've either played it before and it was pretty fun or I've heard of it or it I've never heard of it, but it looks weird and interesting. So like there's a bunch of games like that that I have no real personal attachment to, but they're just on the shelf for whatever reason. And eventually I stopped doing that <laughs> because it was just like, yeah, it's there was a part of me that whenever I would go buy a game for like collecting purposes. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I would never spend any decent amount of money. So it was always like weird bargain hunting. Like, let me find something for like 10 bucks or less. Sure. Um, and try to find stuff that like I thought was cool at a price that I thought was decent, which is still basically how I play games or buy games. (laughs) Um, But there was always a part of me that was like, and then maybe I'll play it at some point. Because like the idea was like, these are games that I'm interested in playing, at least on some level. And I mean, I've been through that enough times at this point to understand (laughs) I'm not going to play it. (laughs) It will just it's fine. It's just going to be there. It's just going to be there. But I'm I'm not I'm not going to do anything with it. So I'm not going to spend money on stuff that I, A, don't have any personal attachment to. It's not going to make me happy to have it. And B, I'm never going to actually play it. So it's it's literally just going to be a, you know, a shelf ornament that takes up space. <laughs> and if that's not what I want to buy it for, for, you know, ten dollars or fifteen dollars or whatever it is then i'm I'm just i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna buy that (laughs) yeah so that i've it started to be like i stopped buying retro games for that reason because it was just like i don't really even i don't have that much more shelf space to take up and i don't particularly want to make more so at this point it's like okay i think the collection is big enough
1: right right and if there's something that pops its way into your collection that is exciting then it will be there for you right like you know yeah yeah if if someone gives you multiple copies of bob that's great
0: for instance (laughs) i don't know why something like that would happen i don't know someone must really
1: someone must really appreciate your
0: friendship (laughs) after all after all what kind of person would just randomly drop a collection of crappy old games on someone's doorstep without any context, just because he wanted you to have it. I don't know who would
1: do such a thing.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in the second half of this podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like you were saying, that kind of bleeds over to how you think about new games too, right? Because you're you you you're not going to be getting, um, what's it called? Elden Ring, which is the game that I thought for sure you'd, you'd want to play right away just because oh yeah, yeah love from software mm-hmm. so it's it's just kind of how you think about games in general in a way
0: yeah it really just has a lot to do with my general like i think like like everything else streaming has a lot to do with it and one of the things that streaming has really done for me is given is made me focus a lot more on like finishing the games that i start
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, you've mentioned that before, how sometimes before you just play it, and then if you didn't get to the end, it's like, oh, that's okay, I'll move on to something else. Or, like, yeah. you would plan on doing it, like, you didn't go into it thinking you weren't going to finish it, but that's just kind of how it ended no,
0: up. No, I would just, you know, I would just play through 70-80% of it, and slowly kind of get day. bored of it, or, want, you know, something else would pop up that I just feel like doing, or... Yeah. Or whatever. And then, you know, eventually I just get to a point where it's like, ah, I won't play today. I'll just do something else today. I will come back to it tomorrow. And then I don't come back to it tomorrow. And then I don't come back to it the next day. And then like months or years have gone by. And it's like, shit, I never finished that.
1: It's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not playing this now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and then usually I will pick it back up after like a year or two. But that's the worst way to play because like, I don't remember anything that was going on. And I'm in like... I mean, like the climax of the plot and all of this is supposed to mean something to me, but I barely remember who these people are. (laughs) Yeah, it's you're just kind of going through the motions at that point.
1: You're not really experiencing the game.
0: Right. I'm not like I'm not. None of it has any like emotional impact on me because it's like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to finish this. (laughs) That is exactly the experience I had with Fire Emblem Three Houses. You know, I finished it like last summer. Yeah, but it had been out for like two years by the time I came back to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I had a similar experience with that game where I, I played it a bunch. I got to uh, like a major plot point and I stopped. I don't remember what was going on um, and I came back to play it again. I was like, oh, cool. But somehow I, I guess I didn't I I didn't do something during my free time, which caused me to make it made, it made like doing something impossible that I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, that's stupid and frustrating. Mm-hmm. So I just watched a video of the ending because I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I just want to see how this wraps up. Cause I, I wanted to I wanted to side with the 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 Crimson House or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see the that ending. Like the it's kinda like I guess it's the naughty ending in my mind. Cause the they were <laughs> Okay. They, they she they were the Crimson people were totally the the billed as like the bad guys. Um even if they're not exactly but um i don't know i guess i blocked myself out of doing something because i didn't go to someone's inauguration <sighs> or graduation or whatever the hell and yeah. so then i was like oh wait what and so then i was like YouTube, eh, you too thanks and so I, I missed the last like i don't know what eight missions of the game or whatever oh wow okay it was a lot yeah yeah um then that that was it that was that was uh my three houses experience because because i i took a break for a long time. And when I came back, I forgot my train of thought. So I forgot to do the thing that I needed to do to see the part I wanted to see. And I had, I had saved over the file. I was like, Oh, well,
0: that's it. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Like I, my, my three houses experience wasn't quite like that, but it was similarly underwhelming where I got to the end of it. And I was like, wait, that's really the ending. Oh, that's actually, Oh, wow. Okay.
1: (laughs) You you played as the the yellow house, right? I can't think. Yeah, of Yeah, the golden name. deer. The golden deer, yeah.
0: Yeah, he, so he was, I he's cool. Yeah, he is. He like the, in the beginning of the game, I was like, Claude seems like the only one of these three people that is like a normal human person. <laughs> I mean, the, the blue dude, whatever their name was, Dimitri, the, that that was
1: easily the most boring route. That's like vanilla vanilla RPG storyline route. It felt like. Just just from whoing I'm
0: from a fallen kingdom and I have to fight to bring my people back to glory. Yeah. I I well to be honest, the main reason I picked
1: <laughs> the main reason I picked the Crimson House was because their leader was female and I wanted to make a dumb like harem, harem, whatever, uh situation where I was recruiting women from the other houses, so I had only women on my battlefield team and I was a guy and it was gonna be a you know nice tenchi muyo uh situation going on. <laughs> okay, it's, it was. I was just having dumb fun with it. That's fine. Um. That was my main reasoning for picking the 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 whatever. What what are they? Isn't
0: it like they are the black eagles? Ah, that's what it is. I was. I are even red, so though their main frozen. color is obviously red. <laughs> yeah, black eagles, of course. But like they just want <laughs> they just want to make sure that you know that this is the this is the dark run. This is the this is the bad run for sure. That's yeah. why I called it the naughty run.
1: Because I was making them all women. Oh, my
0: understanding is there's like two endings with yes. that uh, with that route too, and yeah. one of them's kind of a bad ending, and one of them kind of a good ending. Yeah, I don't remember anymore.
1: I I, I didn't because the into other ones the... don't
0: have two endings. There's just the ending.
1: Right. Yeah. This one had this has the double ending because it's the uh, the choices that well it depends on. So the point that I screwed up on is where you where you get the one ending or the other ending. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted whichever ending I wasn't going to get, and I was annoyed, right. so I stopped. I don't. I. It's this is extremely well uh, detailed because I remember it clearly. <laughs> I. I have no idea what the ending is except there's a big dragon. That's all I remember now uh, from the video that I watched. But I. I don't. I don't remember anything else. Like someone transforms into a, a big spooky dragon.
0: I just remember like my most vivid memory of finishing that game is basically that like i was just sad because i was really kind of hoping that there like every route would have a way to like bring everybody back together yeah yeah in, no, in that's... like in like in a peaceful and reasonable way no i thought it and was kind actually of... it's kind of just like no murder everyone so you yeah. get your way <laughs> yeah it's crazy that's the uh... game And I like true. You're right. I kind of get get it from the perspective of like, no, this game is, this game is about convictions and about like, everyone has a particular way that they want things to go. And those worldviews do not reconcile with each other. And so this is how it's gotta be. And it's like, I understand that that's the story they're trying to tell, but like, God, that feels bad.
1: (laughs) You know, it's, it's weird. Usually my sense of, a good time with an RPG is being able to go through the whole story and stuff but with mm-hmm. that game I don't regret playing it like I'm not annoyed that I didn't finish it legitimately I still have fond memories and I'd recommend it to somebody else to play it's, yeah it's, it's a it's a fun game i I liked even though I didn't play all of it I still had a lot of fun and they did a great job creating like uh, the world and the characters and the little vignettes yeah mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I I think the the relationships between the characters and the character building that happens in that sort of interpersonal way is mm-hmm. way more interesting and more special to that game than anything that happens in the main storyline. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which, you know, that's basically that's basically the persona situation as well. There's a reason there's a reason that game was colloquially called Shin Megami Sensei. <laughs> Because it does really just kind of take the persona style of like, hey, so, yeah, there's an overarching story and that's fine. But really, these are a bunch of interesting characters that you want to get to know and see how they interact with each other. Yeah. And that's really where the fun of the game is. And I'm in I'm into that. So, like, I like that the the main story I thought was kind of flat, but the actual like playing the game and getting to know the characters like I, I don't regret that. I don't remember why I started talking about. Oh, yeah, because three houses was just like the game I didn't finish.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just that's it. That's the only one.
0: Well, it's just Um. it's we started talking about it because I was talking about my like the way that I have changed playing games since I started streaming because everything is like, all right, I need to finish this or I am not allowed to play anything else. Mm hmm. And because I have this whole backlog of things that I want to play and when I play them I want to make sure I finish them that has sort of necessarily made it so that I no longer buy new games as often because I'm like well yeah I could play that but I have this list of games that I've been really looking forward to that's just sitting on my shelf and or Steam library and I, you know, I'm committed to playing them. I really want to do that. So why would I spend money on more games so they can sit on my shelf for two years? <laughs> like I'll yeah. buy them when I feel like playing them. Yeah, I think and I think not before.
1: You you have a good idea when you're when you're looking at a game. If if you're buying this game to play it right away, then it makes sense to buy it. If you're right. like going to play it over the next you know couple of weeks or whatever, like judgment, right? Um, right, right, right it's then then it makes sense to purchase it right away but if if you're buying a game to then play it for an hour and then not look at it again for uh, a year
0: you might as well just wait yeah no it's 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 worse than that for me because what it usually is it's not even play it for an hour it is buy it and leave it on the shelf and shrink wrap for years (laughs) yeah true (laughs) And like I have tons of games on the shelf in shrink wrap right now because I bought it thinking that I wanted to play it and was wrong.
1: It's it's now been one year since you've you had a poll where you were going to play a Dragon Quest game. Yep. And uh I I don't know, is that one still in the shrink wrap? It's still in the shrink wrap. You son of a bitch. That game I love that game. And it's not
0: even near the top of the list. Of backlog games, it's on the list, but it's not even like one of the top five. On like, oh yeah, I really need to play this. Let me just say, being of on, games that I own now,
1: being on a list is is useless. If it's not at the top of your your list, it's yes. never. You should just remove it from your list. You shouldn't right. even have. There a list. is
0: the game that you want to play, and then there is everything else.
1: <laughs> like the the idea of a backlog is, for most people, <laughs> it's kind of pointless. Because it kind of is. You're never going to get. It's not like doing a chore where you can get the chore done because that list is never ending. I suppose you could think of it that way if you like, you know, doing dishes. I I guess where the dishes are always going to be there or laundry, but you at least can get them done for that moment. But your backlog, right. you'll never. If if you're a person who talks about having a backlog at all, so if you if that thought has crossed your mind, you will probably never ever be under it or out of it, out from under it. <laughs> what like i understand what you meant (laughs) it's it's gonna it's gonna be there looming forever and maybe it's not negative some people don't use it as like a a negative term like it it depends on how you frame what the idea of your backlog is doesn't have to be a bad thing uh but it's just sort of a funny term when chances are you're you're never going to dig through it anyways
0: yeah yeah it's it's just kind of like a source of stress because it's just like What it is, is it's like, it just sits there and it makes you feel guilt. (laughs) Because it's like, I need to play these, but none of these are what I want to play right now. And so, like, every time I don't play this, I'm going to feel bad for not playing it. Even though, like, this other thing is the thing that's more interesting to me right now. And you should just do the thing that's more interesting to you at the time. Yeah, but instead. You, you like you're either going to not do the thing that you want to do because there's obligations for things that you feel like you should do instead with your leisure time. Yes, your your obligation to play this
1: this video game.
0: Yeah. Or you're going to do the thing you want to do and then feel bad that you're not doing the other thing that you don't <laughs> want to do as much.
1: You know, I used to have that all the time when I was when I was trophy hunting and stuff. Yeah, I can see what? that. So I kind of stopped doing it about a year ago, but then I would go back to it. And it's really only been, I don't know, like four months now. But I got to say, it's made playing games so much, so much lighter where Mm -hmm. I don't care at all. Like, yeah, sure. If I get the trophy, that's cool. If I don't, I don't care. I can play a game and stop playing it. Like I had this sense of obligation that I needed to play. Oh, I have to finish this game so I can then start this game. and. Then I can play this game. Oh, thank God! There's one I actually want to play coming out. You know what I mean? Like it yes. was this really weird. And it wasn't even that I was playing bad games. Like I wasn't playing the, you know the, the really simple trophy games. There are legitimate right. real games. It's just that I felt like oh, I should finish these yeah. games so then I can have my hundred percent. You have to hundred percent it before you get one percent in anything else. Yeah, and I'm I, I wonder if Nintendo will implement some sort of. Trophy system next. If they will finally. I feel like if they were going to,
0: they would have done it by now. Like it's not a new thing. Well, hold on a minute. We're talking about Nintendo. Yeah, but like this is something that's been. This is something that has been implemented in games since like 2006.
1: Dean, they're effectively using like a like computer to computer connection for their online games.
0: I know, but this isn't really an online thing.
1: (laughs) It's like a TCP IP connection when you play animal crossing.
0: (laughs) Although I suppose in a sense, it does sort of require like a centralized, like a centralized account. Yeah. To keep track of all of your (laughs) achievements between, (laughs) between games. Wasn't and there... they honestly struggled to have any sort of centralized account system whatsoever until like a couple years ago. And even still, it's not really a. Yeah, so you're right. No, that's true. They so, could
1: still do it. So I think 2024 would be the year for Nintendo. It's about it's about 20 years after the invent, the start of achievements. So that would be around the time Nintendo's like, oh, hey, this this is interesting.
0: What's this? Yeah, this no, is an... that's. You're right. So there's a chance. I would
1: agree with you. If if whatever the Switch two is does not have achievements or trophies or stars or whatever, then I think that Nintendo will never do it. And I I, I hope that they don't because I will get hooked into it again for sure. On a fresh, like a fresh, it's like the 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 the, the whole world's opened up and it's 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 like, you know, the this that end of a movie where or you know, the end of Final Fantasy 7 where uh Red Thirteen's children or if it's him or not, I don't have a clue. Where Midgar's uh, oh yeah yeah the forested over and it's like oh my god there's endless possibilities. Nintendo mm-hmm. started making achievements.
0: <laughs> I always interpreted that ending as like the humans are gone, so now everything's good. You know, I don't think I don't think it's fair to
1: say I I, I agree. I think that is kind of where they were going with that idea, but I, I would I don't want I don't want us to to have such a negative view of humans because not all of
0: humanity is bad.
1: Not not every aspect of humans. We're not we're not entirely the blight of the planet.
0: <laughs> no, no, we're not. But like at the same time, like Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven is an allegory for like you know environmental disaster. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think that is that is and what specifically were... man made environmental disaster. Yeah, and if, so if it's that not... is definitely what they are going for. <laughs> if and if that's not the
1: the ending where all humans are gone. Certainly it's only going to be like, you know, there's some small villages here and there. And the, the, the main,
0: at, at the very least, like the technology that's been killing the life stream is gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause wasn't it, so like we've, 700 we've, years later? We've all returned to our, to our roots as a, you know, as a, a species more in tune with nature. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it would be sad to think that humanity was wiped out since the ending of final fantasy seven. They stop every, all the, calamity and meteor and everything from happening so then it's like oh what killed everybody Hmm. (laughs) that's sort of a sad thought that they that humanity was wiped out a few hundred years later for another reason entirely
0: (laughs) yeah i guess another i i guess another interpretation of it is like you only really see midgar and midgar is kind of like the source of all of the problems that's what i pictured it as is that
1: the problem like i didn't i guess i didn't think of all of Humankind being gone, just the—I just
0: didn't see any of the characters, so I was oh just no, like, cha- "Well, I, mean, I guess well, everyone's gone because I would obviously it's gone. like some after-earth disaster shit." How how many years later is the ending? I don't remember. Now. I think was like five hundred or something yeah, it's like, like f- that.
1: It's somewhere in the hundreds for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't think Cloud would still be around. <laughs> but what it's I unlikely, know? although but you know, you
0: know <laughs> like who even knows?
1: <laughs> hey, so I heard they're working on. Um, they're like they're they're well underway with the seven, R two, part two whatever, development. I read some article that said that I
0: guess, uh, and that makes sense. I I haven't seen it so I can't speak to it. But like they should be at about this point. You, you'd never know though
1: because they're they're technically working on sixteen. So are they? Can that we be said? sure? I thought 16 was supposed to come out this year or early next year.
0: I uh, mean, nothing. Well, yes, I, I, but it's square, so like, it's really a question of like, how much do you trust their supposed release dates? <laughs> release dates in general are are a bit of a
1: uh, gray area at the moment. Yeah. given you know the the pandemic and things slowed stuff down, and
0: even before that, but and like even, I was definitely. Say, Yeah, definitely, especially with the pandemic. But even before the pandemic, it was like, okay, if you say so. (laughs) Like Bethesda says that Starfield Starfield. Yeah, is coming out in like November of this year. And I'm like, hmm, it's got to be 1111.
1: It's the only time we'll get 11, mm. 11 22. They're going to release. It's going to be great because they're going to have to force it to be released early, which means that's going to have all the, the wonderful Bethesda bugs we've come to know and love.
0: Yep. That's what I feel like it's going to be. It's like, because, excuse me, that's what it is, right? It's like when you commit to a release date that like a year in advance, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're basically say, like, you don't know what kind of state it's going to be in by that point. Mm hmm. But by hard committing to a release date, you are either going, you are either saying that you don't mind delaying it or you don't care what state it's in when it launches. <laughs> yeah, like, read it. Listen, it's happening. Microsoft was like, yeah, sure. We'll commit to that
1: because we want you to uphold the standards of Bethesda launches.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> the buggier, the better, please.
0: I mean, and this is like, this is a, this is a space situation. So like, Oh my God, it's
1: going to be such a mess. I'm so like, they can't even deal with
0: physics in a, in a medieval SIM, (laughs) like a medieval (laughs) fantasy SIM. They can't keep people from launching into space. This one, you're actually supposed to launch into space. So like, (laughs) how much worse does this get?
1: Microsoft bought Bethesda was like, what are we doing? We need to buy another company. Okay, good. This company did some bad stuff. (laughs) we'll we'll scoop them up so at least we have like uh we'll have stable releases sort of
0: <laughs> did uh did you see the uh the latest in the in the developer acquisition arms race
2: <laughs>
0: no the only on the only on x console
1: that i i'm bringing that up because i was thinking of the how how the the old boxes for games used to say like only on nintendo 64 oh yeah
2: mm mm-hmm. mhm
1: so that's that's we're not in console wars anymore. Now it's people with money just buying stuff instead.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean so, it's it's just an evolution of the same concept. Yeah. Uh yeah. the the new thing is that Sony bought Bungie for like four billion or something like that. Really? Yes. So, what is Bungie up to? Destiny.
1: Oh, destiny, that's right. Oh, that's right. Destiny wasn't it was just on the Activision launcher for a while there.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it, what, so it, it's re—it's a really weird thing yeah. because Bungie made Halo, which is right. the game that basically created a whole—is the thing that created a whole reputation for. Uh, I mean, it's for Xbox. The, only reason,
1: it's the only reason Xbox exists as a game or as yeah. a, a console,
0: as a game company, yeah. Um, so yeah, they made They're
1: Microsoft three four three now, right? That like whatever that well, aren't they in charge of Halo?
0: Yeah, 343 Studios. Yeah, they do. I think do. that's what it's called, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I want to say 989, but 989 is a sports game studio, and I'm not sure they still do stuff anymore. But yeah, I think it's 343. Um, So, yeah. So, Bungie made Halo, and then they were like, we don't want to make Halo anymore. So, they bought themselves out of Microsoft, because Microsoft, I think, did... like. I'm going to get some facts wrong in here, but my understanding sure. is basically... That Microsoft owned Bungie and then Bungie bought themselves out of like that contract because they didn't want to make Halo anymore. And they wanted to make they wanted to make Destiny or the game that became Destiny eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, So they bought themselves out of that, started working on uh, sorry, working on Destiny, um, got in with Activision. And I think Activision, I don't know that Activision bought them, but they definitely had like an exclusivity type of For computers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like for a, sure. a sort of second party um publishing sort of deal with yeah, Activision they probably, where yeah. they were publishing Destiny through Activision and Activision well, probably, was giving the money it's and then helped they bought
1: servers and stuff too like cuz yeah. you know they would have all of that cuz of WoW and Diablo.
0: Yeah, and a lot stuff, of that yeah. infrastructure stuff. Call of um Call Duty and stuff. So they were doing that for a while and then they bought themselves again out of that project (laughs) to work independently and and have now sold themselves to Sony. (laughs) Okay. And it's like, so they keep trying to go independent and being like, shit, we need money. Wow, this is hard. (laughs) It is really hard. (laughs) And then. I wonder when they'll do that again. And then they and then selling themselves again. And I don't know what I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I feel like what is essentially happening is they just they really want to work independently, but they just end up running out of money every time. Yeah. And then they're just like, okay, well, I guess we need to work with a we need to work with a big company that can, like, give us a cash infusion again. but it's it's very much a um i've run out of money i i feel like it's also very much just a symbolic gesture by sony because all the buzz has been about microsoft buying activision blizzard and how much power that gives them and so on and so forth and so sony's like all right so we need to change the conversation to be like and make an acquisition of our own so it doesn't look like you know xbox is getting all the games And so in doing so, like, they go after Bungie, who was previously owned by slash work. It worked exclusively with Microsoft and Activision. Yeah. So it's like they, you know, and did stuff for both of those companies that kind of that was well. I won't say they put Activision on the map because they most definitely did not. But they did kind of put Microsoft on the map with Halo.
1: Yeah, for sure. So it
0: is a it is a company that is very important to Microsoft's history. And now it is under the umbrella of their competitor.
1: I mean, I suppose that's like Rare was a really big deal for 64. And then Microsoft bought them and no one cares. Yeah, basically. Then I mean, maybe 15 years later, they made Sea of Thieves, which I guess has made some money. Oh,
0: God, I forgot that was them.
1: Yeah, yep. I um,
0: super forgot that's that's who made Sea of Thieves. So I, I still don't think anyone really cares.
1: I think it's done decent enough.
0: I yeah I I know I know of some people who play it, but it's not like you know it's not something that like people talk about on a regular basis. It's just kind of there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a bad person to ask about this because if you were to say Destiny, I I'm like I don't. I'd shrug and be like, "That's neat. I never played it." I'm yeah. Not. So same. I'm not. I am not the person to ask about that style of game acquisition sure, because I don't care. <laughs> I think it's cool that it's, it's sort of one of those fun things. It's like when it's kind of like Atari putting their thumb on Activision and then Activision being like, no man, you can't have this corporate structure. We're going to make our own thing, man. And they go make their own games and then, you know, and then Activision they become, Activision. you know,
0: <laughs> they live a lo- They live long enough to become the villain. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, I, I,
1: it, the, the, God, I hate talking like this, but the storyline is enjoyable. The reason I hate it is because there was a, a couple Dota tournaments where they didn't I the 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 people didn't they like ran out of stuff to say in between games and they just kept talking about the storyline of this TI or this is the storyline of these characters. It's like, oh my lord, this is it's it's bridging into that really kind of hokey way of talking about stuff, but it's engaging for a lot of people, so it's mm-hmm. makes for good talking points where I'd yeah. rather just have, you know, just just talk about the game that happened. I'm cool with that. I don't need to hear the it's a Cinderella story, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that's like it's a very uh, it's a very sports yes, method yeah. of of talking about things, which incidentally, we'll get into in, in a little bit, actually. Sports. Sports.
1: <laughs> the best. These are this is this is a very special episode because it's only the best sports titles for today. Absolutely. So I have a confession to make. Wait, wait. Do or did we get to the point you were trying to make? I don't remember. What
0: were um, we? I don't remember what point I was trying to make. We were just talking about we were just talking about Bungie and Sony. I'm I'm good. Oh, okay. Um, I have a confession. Yeah. <laughs> do
2: you want to? Do you want to know what I? How been playing? many
0: of the games did you not play? No, no, not that. Not that. It's not about. It's okay. not about the. Uh, do you want to know a
1: game I've been playing this week? <clears throat>
0: You're gonna um, laugh sure
1: so i booted up the switch online service to play some more banjo kazooie and i yes. did that but when you boot it up it plays these these really you know how when you start like the nes and the snes when it plays it has little sound effects right yeah yeah like from the from usually the like mario. a coin sound yeah so the the ones for the 64 online are mario 64 and i was like oh man i love that sound effect i'm gonna i'm gonna boot up mario 64 and then i got like 50 stars <laughs> And and kept play forever. I can't. It's. Ah, I just got 120 stars like two months ago. It's not fair because it's way more convenient than it's ever been. So play
0: forever.
1: <laughs> I'm good. I don't need
0: to play this game again until it's a month later. Okay, I'm good for a month. <laughs> we were we did the 2020 like recap podcast. And we were talking and we had the bad <laughs> tiers that were like weirdly tilted towards uh, towards replay value. Yeah. And, and you were like, I don't know if I would make the, I don't know if I would call this a play to play forever because like, I don't know that I'd ever need to play this again. And since you said that, I think you've played it three times. Well, <laughs> I played it at yeah, least yeah. twice, I, at
1: least 121 more time. And now like going through just, you know, a casual 70, 70 run.
0: I mean, it helps that you can do a casual 70 run in, like, three hours at this point. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, you just play for a little bit, and uh, it's Mario
0: 64. I um, I don't know. It's just always fun, man. It's just always fun.
1: This, I, I suppose we'll talk about this at a later time, but I, I the swimming in Mario 64 is still better than Banjo-Kazooie and by... Because uh, cause Banjo-Kazooie has, like, these really big sweeping, like... It's either go way too slow or go way too fast and have no yep. control, and yeah. it's... it's 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 a, a frustrating two choice, and
2: the
0: hitboxes hit boxes on the things you
1: have to actually hit in the water are too small. Yeah, they're very precise, or it's something. I, maybe I'm just bad at perception in in the banjo kazooie world, but I have a hard time hitting like the 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 whatever it is that's the collectible in the water, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna drown.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but Mario sixty four, what can I say? It's it's uh, it's 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 still it's still it's still amazing. And still I was good. wrong. Played I'm forever. happily I'm happily wrong.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's fine. That's good. Like, like being wrong about like, oh, I didn't think I would like, I didn't think I would continue to enjoy this as much as I have is a, that's a good way to be wrong. Mm-hmm, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there is, <laughs> well, it's never really embarrassing to be wrong. Exactly. Um, no, but no, but we, it, should, it, we should
0: eliminate that stigma yeah
1: but it was it was i was more just happy than anything else Be like yep yeah i'm playing i'm playing some mario 64 because it's not like i'd have to tell you that i'm doing this but yeah no i can't i can't resist i can't resist a good a good chuckle at myself when it comes to when it comes to trying to pretend like i'm not
0: gonna play mario 64 again because i was just not in the mood for it when we did the podcast that day (laughs) right it's like today I don't feel like playing Mario 64. And you just extrapolated that into I will never feel like playing Mario 64 again. Usually I'm pretty good at objectively thinking about a topic
1: or a thing. But that day I was like, nah, Mario 64, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, who even cares? Oh, that's fun. Thank you for sharing that. Do you want of to course. talk
1: about sports? Yeah, sure. Let's tr- Let's dive right in. Let's talk about
0: sports sports today today is a is a special episode i'll explain why after the sponsor break but um we're gonna go real quick through seven different games and we're going to just kind of forego telling you like about the basic mechanics of the game because they're sports so if you know how the sport is played whoa. then you know how the game <laughs> whoa. works whoa that's a that's a an extreme assumption when it
1: comes to these Jalico sports titles sir
0: Okay, yes, but I'm just saying, like, normally we're like, this is a platformer, and this is a, you know, this is a platformer, or this is like a strategy-type game, or this is, you know, this is what the general game looks like when you play it. Yeah. And in this case, I'm like, okay, I think we can forego that and just be like, this is roughly baseball. Yeah. And let we'll we'll talk about it within that understanding. Fair, yeah. So we'll yeah, We'll see. do that so that we can get through you know seven games in a nor- in the time that we normally take to talk about one, <laughs> but first sponsor sponsors so anyway sports sports
1: I need to preface this by saying, I think my opinions on <laughs> the majority of these games are fairly invalid, not because I don't enjoy arcade sports games but because. I really dislike baseball in general. That's fair. And this is baseball is
0: literally more than 50% of what, of what we played here.
1: Yeah. Like I've, I've never played a baseball video game. I didn't even play like the Mario sluggers one that would have been, I like Mario sports titles. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. that one's fun. I, I, I
0: I like that one a lot, but
1: I actually probably would have enjoyed it just because Nintendo did. Did you play
0: Wii sports baseball?
1: Maybe once or twice, but I never really... That wasn't the one that I went to. It was always, like, tennis or... Uh, yeah, I like bowling. boxing, bowling. Yeah, those were fun. Boxing was fun just because it was stupid. And it didn't really matter what you did, but we like to pretend it did. It's true. Uh, I, you could you could kind of... You
0: you could sort of get a... Yeah, you could do a couple of things, but you didn't have to actually be standing or... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Definitely it was, like, sit in the chair and just kind of swing your arm over to the side. <laughs> yeah. that was That was definitely... So that's fine. Um, I, I do want to talk about the differences between the different uh, bases loaded titles. So to be clear, um, let's bring this back to the beginning. It was about okay. th- two or three weeks ago
2: mm-hmm.
0: that uh, I got a message from you on Discord that was like, it said, like, check your front door. And I was like, are you here? <laughs> Did you come for like an unannounced visit? What? It, that's very <laughs> ominous. What the hell is going on? Yeah. And then I I like I was doing something else and I couldn't like I couldn't get up at the time. So I was like, uh, in a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was like, I think I remember you ended up getting the package and then you, there was two there and you're like, well, I can't I can't open them right now because. Yeah, one yeah, was, yeah, One was Jesse's, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't even remember what that was. Well, I mean, because it wasn't it wasn't as memorable as getting a
0: Jalico sports
1: collection handheld.
0: So. Tom just randomly decided to buy me some crappy little like I, I can't imagine you spent more than like 20 bucks on it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. um, Like little handheld pocket, like pocket little Game Boy thing that's just like preloaded with seven Jaleco NES sports titles. <laughs> Real gems. And those games are bases loaded one through four uh hoops <laughs> oh man hoops hoops goal the soccer game yeah and of course racket, attack, <laughs> racket which attack which we is will, a and we will shooting talk game about, we will talk about all of them in turn but i was like i hope you realize what you've done with this i had not thought about this part of the the gift i'm not gonna lie I was like, you—you dr- you literally dropped these on my doorstep. These are f- these are seven old, like crappy Jellico. Jale- like Jellico has such a weird mimetic uh, reputation on our podcast because all of their games have been such garbage mm-hmm. that it's just like it's just like Jellico itself is just kind of a joke now. And you dropped a bunch of Jaleco games on my doorstep. So I was like, this is going on the podcast. I hope you understand what you have wrought. You have to play these, and we are doing a podcast on them. And so that podcast is what you are now listening to. So, um, Tom, I'm, I, I'm assuming that you played... At least a portion of all of
1: them. Yes, I did. Yeah, I booted them all up and played for a bit. Okay. I, I will say I, my favorite part about bases low or yeah bases loaded is that after one and two, three and four, you get to start with batting instead of pitching, and
0: batting yeah. is more fun. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Um, there's a lot of differences between one and two and three and four, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you booted them all up and played them for a little bit. I played all of them until such point as i could win one game one full game so you played the
1: season of 130 which you can actually do which is seriously impressive no one game yes yes thousands of hours were spent playing
0: or in in the case <laughs> of racket attack tech no actually no i did play i was going to say i stopped at one set but i actually didn't i played a full match
1: that's impressive
0: um so yeah i uh So I, my, my like self-imposed challenge was like, all right, so you can't really finish the game aside from like playing, like you said, a full season, which Which is is cool that you can do. Yeah. (laughs) What the heck? But I was like, once I've played the game and have learned it well enough where I can actually win a game reliably, um... I, I feel like I have played enough at that point to like understand its mechanics so I can actually talk about it. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I did. And I have thoughts. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to you run through all the... I feel like we got to do all the baseball ones in order and then we can talk about the other ones, but we could start with the other ones first.
1: No, that's, we can do baseball. I, I think in some ways the baseball, the baseball games are honestly... They're, they're, they're seriously impressive in terms of what they wanted to try and do.
0: Yes. They're all <laughs> extremely ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Like they they And, and ambitious they look... is a word that gets thrown around a lot on Cusa Grande. <laughs> because because it's a it's a really good uh it's a really good description for a game that is sort of trying to punch above its weight. Yeah. And it's like, this is an NES game. Your your capabilities are limited. But you have really big plans for what you want this game to be. And it ends up being bad because you are asking it to do too much and it ends up being confusing. Um, yeah, because there's so, so much going on. in. There's in a lot games. going on. Uh, like way more. So like there's a baseball game. That's just kind of like a, a first party. um, It's kind of a first party. uh, Just sports titles. That were internally developed at Nintendo. So you get your baseball and your soccer and your ice hockey and your volleyball.
1: And they're, they're simple. they simple. For vo- except
0: for volleyball. Volleyball is a little more. Volleyball is surprisingly complex, like, but there's a lot there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like the baseball games are kind of simple. Uh, the, like the the NES game that is just called baseball is is pretty is much simpler than bases loaded. And that makes it better and worse. So bases loaded one is a very standard sort of uh, I mean, it's baseball. So like I I said before, like, I'm not going to describe what baseball is. It's a baseball game. Here's the thing that that stands out to me the most in bases loaded one. That is probably the slowest paced. Oh, my God. Sports game I think I have ever seen in my life.
1: Actually, the reason I stopped playing it is because a ball got hit <laughs> to the field. And it's like these guys are just kind of trotting along. And I'm like, I'm just, this is not fun.
0: The, it's the. The fielding is slow. The throws are slow. The pitching and batting is slow. Oh my God, you have to wait like 10 seconds between batters because (laughs) it it, like every time it pops back up to the scoreboard and it's like next up is this guy. Like it's really cinematic and it feels kind of
1: big and, you know, epic, but it just doesn't work (laughs) in bases loaded
0: one. It's it's. There are cutscenes for everything. Yeah, and mind you, this came out in like I want to say it was eighty eight. That's not right. even
1: eighty seven in Japan. I don't know. Like it's it's pretty. It's relatively early. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's kind of later NES or Famicom. But it's I was I was taken aback at how <laughs> it's ugly, but at the same time it's really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like they they like, really wow, try to do a good. lot.
0: Yeah. Um fielding in that game is a nightmare
1: (laughs) so it seemed like it was happening automatically and i was like oh i can jump and do stuff
0: and i was like oh i don't until you realize that it happens automatically (laughs) yeah Uh... so like that game got so much more fun once i just stopped touching the controller after a ball was hit (laughs) that that's the key to playing bases loaded one because like fly ball the, the problem is your your guys on the like on the field are s- like the same size pixel-wise as the ball yeah like they're so tiny and that means that if you're trying to like if there's a fly ball and you're trying <laughs> to get under the ball and catch it like you have to be basically like pixel perfect precise on where to stand based on where the ball shadow is and then even then it's like weirdly like not the the depth is like not as much as you think it is so it can just kind of drop in front of you (laughs) so like eventually you realize oh they knew that and they were like okay so we'll just have the fielding happen automatically so you so that's just a whole phase of the game that you just don't play i'm curious
1: if it's way because they're not that small on the NES. I it's. I wonder if there's smaller sprites on the handheld version.
0: Well, I mean, physically they would be, but well, like, obviously. But
1: I meant proportionately.
0: They make this. They make the fielder sprites much bigger in three and four.
1: They do, and that you like they they move so fast.
0: And yeah, it makes fielding like way more fun and way easier to do. But we'll we'll get to that in time. Um. So yeah, the big takeaways for me for Bases Loaded One are like that game is miserable to play because it takes me like an hour to play one game. And I'm only actually playing for like a third of that time. <laughs> Holy Which cow. again, like ambitious to try to make it really uh it's ambitious to try to make it so um you know, cinematic and everything. You know, they got animations for like home runs. And the home run animation is like it's got like three different parts to it. Yeah, where it's like the ball going into the stands, and then it's like the pitcher like getting down to one knee, like damn it, I gave up a home run. And then you see <laughs> yeah. the and then you see the runner behind him just just like running the bases, like yeah, yeah, I did it, like pumping his fist. <laughs> like in the background of the of the pitcher in despair. <laughs> And then you see him like cross the plate and he like high fives his teammates. And the yeah, whole sh- thing takes like 15 seconds. And it's yeah, like, this it's is so- cool. Can I skip it? Can I, can I be dumb, please? I want to skip this. I want to skip this right now, please. <laughs> it, like the first time or two that you see it is great, but it's like, then it becomes an unskippable cutscene, And it's like, I want to keep playing.
1: <laughs> I know I'm amazing, but I'm done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So like, that's, that's the big thing about one is like that game is way, everything about it is so slow and it's slow in the, you know, in the service of it being cinematic and realistic, but like, boy, it like not much has changed in 35 years of games where it's like, if you are slowing the pace of the game and making me like sit through a bunch of (laughs) graphical stuff that I don't care about. And what? slowing the gameplay down, like I'm not going to like that.
1: Yeah, I think there was a complaint in one of the NBA games where they had the sprite cam, that they would like when when you'd make a dunk or a, a, a you know you'd sink that sweet shot, um, and it would it would cut to the sprite cams and stuff like that. And there yeah. was a way for them to get marketing and make it feel like of course, were, yeah. I guess at the stadium where they like sort of zoom in on a player doing a little trot as they you know run away but i remember people being annoyed like what what is this because <laughs> it was too much like it happened for everything so it was disrupting yeah gameplay. yeah
0: oh man nice 10 foot jumper <laughs> that needs a replay sprite cam burr, 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 burr. <laughs> so yeah the bases loaded one way too slow would not play again um <laughs> was actually like I mean, I was kind of just like learning it. So I did actually have to play several games to get the win on that one. But it was um, I was very happy to be done with it when I finally got it. I learned eventually that uh, the AI batters kind of swing at everything. Ah. So you just kind of throw every pitch outside and you can strike out like half of them. (laughs) Oh, my God. So like old sports games are all like this, right? Like, what's the exploit? Yeah,
1: sure. How do you how do you do it?
0: Like what like the all of them when you play against the AI, it's all about like fooling the AI into their into their bad habits or finding mm-hmm. like the gaps in their programming where it's like, OK, sometimes it's like sometimes it's pitching, sometimes it's base running. It's usually base running, <laughs> um, you know, I, I will discuss the exploits that I found in each game as we go, but let's move okay. on to bases loaded two, which I think has the secondary title second season.
1: I do believe that is what it's called, yes. Um, because well, the Japanese version, I think, gets translated to something like burn pro baseball eighty eight decision version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you just make that up or is that real? I really want that to be real. No, it's real. Here we go. That's here, I'll amazing.
1: You. you can you can uh see the Japanese
0: name. That's fantastic. There you go. <laughs> so Bases Loaded 2 is a is a an ideal Oh yeah. Moero Pro Yaku 88 Ketaiban. Yeah. Which translates to burn pro baseball 88 decision version. You were completely correct. No,
1: I wouldn't I would not joke about amazing
0: Japanese titles of things, because man, they really go all out sometimes. That's really that's great. <laughs> So Bases Loaded 2 is the is a classic example of them trying to do more and making it worse. And one of the things (laughs) that I think is really interesting about all these games is that there is. So every game, every one of these games that I played, I was like, I would have a major complaint with Mm -hmm. and then I would play the next game and I'd be like, oh, they changed this specifically to fix that problem. Ah, so I can actually see that thread through each game where it's like the biggest complaint that I have with the previous game is fixed in the following game. Oh, that's kind of cool. And like with it comes like a host of new changes and and stuff that doesn't necessarily make it better. But like, but you can actually see them kind of like fine tuning some of those things when you just go through straight one, two, three, four. So the biggest thing. That I noticed in the difference between bases loaded one and two is one the game is way faster. Yeah. Yes. Way faster. Everything about the game is faster, so that's fixed. The cutscenes are still there, but they're shorter, and they don't show if it's um they don't show the cutscenes if it's against you. So like if oh, the opponent hits a nice. home run, yeah. yeah, if the if the opponent hits a home run, it'll it'll do the initial like home run thing, but then it won't show the whole base running animation thing. Oh, I like that. So they like they do a lot of stuff to like shorten how long and I don't say grindy, but like kind of grindy the game feels. They do a they do a lot to uh, to sort of fix that. So that was the first thing I noticed is like oh this is immediately way better because clearly someone told them the game was too damn slow and they did something about it Mm -hmm. and like, cool. I'm into that. That's neat. Um, However, (laughs) one of the other things that they tried to do to fix a proverbial problem is the fielding is no longer automatic. Mm -mm. Now it is like, I thought it was at first, because the fielders do start moving in the right direction on their own. Yeah, but then they randomly stop like five feet from wherever the ball is gonna be. So it is like semi-automatic fielding. <laughs> you, and the you're... result the result of that is like clearly it's like, okay, so you can't see where your dudes are on the uh, you can't see where your dudes are on the field, right? So we have to give you some handicap on like how to field, but obviously they got feedback on the first game where it's like, well, the fielding's automatic. So I don't feel like I'm really playing that. So it's kind of boring. Right.
1: Oh yeah. That makes sense. Sure.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. sure Watching you are. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically just watching the fielding. Sorry. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm doing all the talking. So jump in when you feel like you want to, Oh no, I don't mind. Um, So it does feel like they had a it does feel like they had some some focus testing Mm -hmm. where they were kind of like, all right. So people think that the people think the fielding is boring because it just happens automatically. But we can't just throw them to the wolves because they you can't see which way you're going. So their middle ground solution to this is, all right, we will we will make the fielders go in the direction of the ball. And then you have to do like the last few feet
2: on mm, your yeah. own
0: to, to like get in position to catch the ball or, or field the ball or whatever. <laughs> um, so that sounds good. Cause they do get you pretty close, except that this is the, this is the game where more than anything else, you just cannot find where that ball is going to land. Like <laughs> the hit box on where you have to be. Cause you're, because your, uh, your sprite, your fielders are so small and they have like no hit box on them. What whatsoever. So like you try to get in position for where that ball's going to land and the odds of it dropping in front of you or behind you, even though you lined yourself up with the, with the, uh, <laughs> with the shadow. But if you're not on the exact right pixel, it's going to drop in for a hit because it either drops in front of you or behind you. And your hitbox box is just way too small. And then you have to chase it down and you give up like a triple on like a regular pop fly to left field. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> the thing so, I, I, I was having trouble, f- like throwing the ball to my teammates. Like, yeah, I found it difficult to aim where I wanted it to go.
0: I did have some issues with that. I like so most of these games. I think all of the bases loaded games and most baseball games in general are basically like hold the button in the direction that you know in the direction that corresponds to like the base. Yes, on yeah. like a cardinal direction basis. So like right for first base, up um. for second base. But like and that mostly worked. But every once in a while, it would like not go to the one that I wanted it to go to, and I didn't know if that was like a yeah, you know, if that was a mispress on my part or what the issue was.
1: You know that makes sense. I I didn't so I I didn't spend that much time playing the these games the, like specifically the baseball games just because I don't like sure. them very much. But I, I want to say it was th- I spent the most time playing four,
0: and that was I think what, four is probably the best one.
1: Well, it felt pretty snappy. It was yeah. it was en- it was enjoyable enough. And I kept throwing the ball all the way to home plate. And I was like, why is it always seems like it's going to home plate? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I would I would hold like different I thought I was holding different buttons. I don't I don't have a clue what I was was doing wrong when I was most of the time. It felt like it would just get chucked right to home plate every time, even when I was not doing that, I thought. But so I must have just been doing playing horribly wrong. <laughs>
0: Now, I don't think it's, I don't think you necessarily were, because I had a lot of instances also where, um, I had a lot of instances where I would not, the ball would go home, even though I was trying to throw it to, like, second or third or something.
2: Mm, So, like,
0: I, I, I have a feeling that it might have some sort of, like, adaptive, like, throw the ball to the base in front of where the lead runner is or something like that. Oh, Maybe. I, like, it felt like it was... It felt like it was doing something like that to be quote-unquote helpful. Sure, yeah. And was actually just kind of screwing me up in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't think that's just you. Um okay. Fielding is really bad in that game, and I also had a really, really difficult time. Hit- like, I think that's the hardest of the four games. Mm, it's definitely okay. the one that I had to play the most times. Yeah. Like, I had to play, like eight games of that to win wow like it was bad and i got really blown up in the first couple i think the <laughs> first game that i played i got like one hit
2: they they
1: they have a mechanic in i oh call god what did they call it it's the bio like rhythm no, no no not that one no hold on it was like i can't remember if it was savage or carnage or is they have some sort of thing in place where if someone's up by i don't know like 10 points they just end the game it's like a mercy killing um, did that happen to you ever in your, in, when you were playing the, the bases loaded, it was in one of the manuals that I was leafing. Through. I
0: actually did that in three. Oh, you but like I actually that? won nice. by like 12 points or, or by 12. <laughs> yeah. runs. In bases and I was like,
1: Oh, three. sorry, man. Here you go.
0: <laughs> um, no. So bases loaded two is my least favorite. And even though it fixes a lot of what was in, what was in one, Um, it, the stuff that it tries to improve, it just, no.
1: Yeah, please talk about biorhythms.
0: I mean, I don't really understand, like, so, talking about, like, games that are way too ambitious, but don't really have the ability to follow through on it. Yeah. Like, the biorhythm thing is, like, I went to go change pictures late in the game, and I get shown this weird, like... EKG line graph <laughs> with the word "biorhythm" at the top and it's showing me like all of my players like physical physical intelligence and sensitivity <laughs> yeah. I think ratings and so I my understanding of it is it's basically sort of a hot cold situation. Yeah, where you you manage your players biorhythms, so you can essentially like play whichever ones are, you know, on a hot streak or which ones are which ones are tired and which ones are. I don't know. Yeah, it's, like it, it's just get- just uh, just playing really well or not playing very well. They throw a bunch of numbers and I don't think the line graph is there to do anything except look cool. Right. I think it's, it's, well, I think it's a... basically,
1: I think it's supposed to be like a, I mean, I think that they do represent how that player might be doing in that instance, you know? Right, right, right. But it's not, I don't know if it matters beyond, like, I don't know if you can like, you know, calm them down or <laughs> I think, no, I think, was, I think
0: it's just a matter of like, you know, I think it's just a matter of which this dude's
1: which up players
0: are playing really well right now. And will have like a boost to their stats.
1: What a badass thing to include in a video game from like 1989.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really ambitious. Been like if it just I had played work. if I had played more of it, I probably would have been more interested, but like I I was like, okay, no like I didn't know what all the numbers corresponded to, so I was like, okay. So like physical intelligence and sensitivity. I feel like I if I did some research into knowing what stats of these would actually be affected and in what way by these, you know, positive and negative numbers on the biorhythm page, I could use this. But yeah. for now, I'm just going to assume like big number good, negative number bad. Yeah, I think that's basically what it meant. Because like they there is there's the
1: what, what it was, physical sensitivity and intellectual
0: yeah something like player that.
1: performances and mm-hmm. and it depends on if they're pitching or batting but what they mean different stuff and uh i i feel like it was it was it's one of those uh game design choices where it's where you're 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 playing with it and you're like man this doesn't it's just i don't know it didn't it didn't work the way it maybe was supposed to in in yeah in reality but it's it's really cool.
0: It's a <laughs> cool thing to think that they tried to include because this is something that, you know, modern sports game developers are still thinking about doing.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, and and we're talking about a company where previously Jalico was sort of just a joke with the games that we played. Yeah. And while these games, I mean, they're not I I don't really want to play these games ever again, but
0: I will I say already <laughs> took the batteries out of the console. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but by the way, say, it took four triple A's. So I,
1: I think you can just if you just my, my understanding when I read it is that you can just plug like a cable into it. And you can it
0: plug come. a micro USB cable into it, but then you have to be tethered. Tethered, yeah.
1: But it's it's I I I am impressed that there is people at Jalico that were <laughs> making or had big picture ideas for stuff because yeah. a lot of the, the the what we had played previously, you're not so sure.
0: I mean, I think I think there's a common thread through a lot of Jalico games where, like, they have really big ideas for what they want these games to be. And then just absolutely no ability to carry through on that vision. (laughs) Like, I think Operation Logic Bomb is a game that, like, wants to be way bigger than it really can be.
1: Does it? Game, i think it wants uh, to be. i guess it, it wants isn't, to be.
0: but it wants to be god that game ugh. and that's kind of where i'm at with bases loaded too is like this game wants to be way bigger but mm-hmm. it just can't and its attempts to be its attempts to do that are just kind of confusing yeah and
1: then after two when mm-hmm. they went to three the big difference was getting the endorsement from like an actual
2: uh
0: yeah from ryan sandberg yeah so that was at I, that time. I didn't know about that. Uh-huh. Ah. like when I played it, I didn't know that that was a. I didn't know that was a big thing. But like, so what are the things that I said were the the biggest changes or the biggest uh, issues with uh, Bases Loaded Two? Is like the the long term like player season management stuff seems complicated, and mm-hmm. the fielding is terrible because the sprites are too small. Yeah. So what does Bases Loaded Two do? Or three. Bases-loaded three responds to that by making the fielding sprites way bigger. Fielding is a hundred times better. And the season is now gone.
1: Yeah, now it's just about playing a perfect game.
0: Yeah. So now they have this, like... Now they have this system where it's like the whole, like, play the full season or play for the playoffs or the pennant or whatever. That's gone. That's eliminated from the game entirely. And now they have... A system where they grade you on your performance based on like your individual actions within the game. And yeah. I don't assume you finished a full game, I but did you not. actually get a full like score sheet.
1: Yeah, I know it's you get you get like rated
0: on one to a hundred, but you can get over a hundred if you do stuff. I don't know what yeah. that is. I just there's there are some things that like that you can get bonus points for, but like it's one of those things where they it's a scoring system where they start you at a hundred and then start oh, okay. subtracting
1: and they deduct points. points. Gotcha.
0: So it's like, if you, if you, um, yeah, if you throw the ball away, if you throw a wild pitch, if you, uh, if you take a strikeout, if you, you know, if you commit an error, if you, there's like 15 to 20 different things that are all like, Oh, you messed up. If you like pitch a walk, If you give up more than a certain number of runs in one inning. Like all of these are like basically demerits. (laughs) Right. And you're just like getting demerits for your mistakes throughout the game. And then you can get a couple points back if you make like a diving catch or something.
2: Mm, I don't I
0: don't really know. They call it. It's just like the great play bonus. And I don't really know what exactly that means. The great play bonus. It's just like it's I got one and it was at, at the end of the game. It was like great play plus two. And I was like, all right, I don't know which play they're referring to, but cool, I guess. But it was a great play. So that's a really strange way to I think it's interesting because most sports games are either about like win one game or they'll have like a little tournament mode where it's because you, so you feel like you actually beat the whole game. Yeah, you know where it's you win the the championship or whatever, and bases loaded one and two have a whole season, uh, a whole season play thing, where you can just you know do that. You can just play the, you can just play the uh, the the whole season and just put in a password to re to get your uh, progress back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, that's cool, but realistically, like. There's limited benefit to that because once you really learn how to, play, especially with early sports games, once you really learn how to play, you're pretty much going to win every game.
1: Mm, yeah, that makes sense.
0: So, like, doing that, like, the repetition of like winning 20 to nothing 130 times in a row just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So Bases Loaded 3 feels like a, a response to that where it's like, okay, so you're not real interested in playing the game a hundred times in a row when, you know, like after the fifth or sixth game, you basically have the whole thing figured out and none of these games are in doubt,
1: right? <laughs> right. Like, you know, you're going to win.
0: Yeah, you know, you're going to win. So there's no point. So instead of focusing on that, just focus on playing one game. Perfect. And like, that's OK, that's not as much fun or as rewarding, but it's an interesting direction to go with it. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I, I think
1: it's I don't want um, it's weird that they couldn't have done both, maybe. But
0: yeah, it seems like they could have done both. And it's worth noting they bring back the season like the full season play in four. So clearly it was an experiment that did not work out for them, but I think it's a, I think it's True. an interesting experiment to like sort of differentiate like video game sports, like accomplishment in video game sports compared to accomplishment in real sports. And usually it's just like, you're trying to do the same thing in both environments. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's like, yeah, it's, eventually you're gonna you're gonna sort of like see through the matrix and then playing this 100 times in a row is not gonna really be interesting to you true so like the full like a
1: full season or you have to win 80 games or whatever and yeah load it's gonna take you 40 hours or something insane, right. and you're gonna so do the same to, thing
0: yeah here's something to do that is like even after you've even after you've figured out how to win the game like, here's, here's something that's still fun for you to try to do. Yeah, I get that. So I think that's cool. And I just generally enjoyed Bases Loaded 3 a lot more because a lot of the, again, it's faster again than 2. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these games, the action gets faster.
1: <laughs> yeah, in fact, if you're playing them back to back, it's almost like you put on a cheat code. Yeah. Like you're, 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 you move so much faster where you're thinking, well, what just happened? Like, why am I, I I'm, I'm, it, it, it feels really good when you're yeah. going so slow and then you actually pick up the pace and you're not just, I don't know, it's like you're almost walking in the first game. I, I know it's just a limitation of when they made it and everything. Right. Um, but no, it, the, the speed increase makes a, a big difference.
0: Yeah. And it's not just the speed of the actual players themselves, Is like, the, it's everything. It's everything. It's the it's the time between batters. It's the cutscenes. It's the speed of the pitches. It's like every at bat is faster. The ball is faster in the field. Everyone runs faster. Um, like all of that stuff is a is just straight improved.
1: And the you know the game the games look pretty dang good for NES.
0: They really do, especially I, I the was, later ones. I was
1: really impressed with with the 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 art, the pixel art in the game.
0: Yeah, it it's or I guess all the, of the games the to be sort honest, of like pitcher the, the sort of like pitcher batter view
2: yeah is pretty much yes. good in
0: all of them. Yeah. But the fielders start looking really good. The fielders and like the base runners start actually looking really good in 3.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: And again, like I cannot overstate um how much of a difference the size of the fielders in 3 makes because it's just like first of all like they're bigger and they move faster so they have more range it's just fielding feels normal again so like if there is a if there's a fly ball that's just sort of lazily you know going towards you you can just follow the shadow and catch it which is how you're supposed to be able to do that in those games yeah so like fielding actually feels pretty okay in bases loaded three and four, mm-hmm. but like four. three, it's a, it's a big difference between, uh, in, in three, it's a big difference in, uh, you know, the way it happened before. Cause I think fielding is, is the biggest weakness in two and three yeah, makes sense. completely fixes that and has, I think probably the best fielding in the, in the series. Four is about the same and actually gives you a map to show you where the, uh, where your guys are on the field which is really nice Mm -hmm. but for some reason it's really hard to like get them where you want them to be i don't know maybe that's just maybe that was maybe that was
1: the issue that i was because i played four more than i mean i didn't play any of these games for that long yeah but i played four the most and maybe that was part of my issue is that i was having a hard time figuring out where people were when i was trying to. i don't know the the (laughs) i i think so these old sports titles Mm -hmm. Uh, I enjoy playing them if I'm playing them cooperatively with someone on the sofa where you're not dealing, where you're both laughing at the jankiness of it. Yes. Like, and and we'll talk more about that with hoops and stuff where when Mm -hmm. you're playing against the AI, it's for me, it's not very fun because they do AI, like early AI things, right? It doesn't feel it's not that satisfying and sometimes they'll just literally sit on top of you and take the ball and you're like, how did you even do that? This is a different, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. hoops. So my, it's hard for me to judge these games in a way that I would actually want to judge them because these are not games that I'd ever want to play on my own. Right. Um, and baseball, the, the base is loaded specifically or is even harder because uh, I'm, you know, just not, just not, a,
0: just not a big fan. You're not, a, not in baseball. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah. but i i what i liked i the the my favorite part of playing these four games in a row is seeing the progression of game design and yeah 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 and how they're pushing the hardware to it's you know it's the same thing it's still the nes and or the famicom and and what they're getting out of it is quite impressive when you go from the first one to the last one Mm -hmm. in terms of even even the like the team select screen and stuff like how it looks and like the text that they use yeah, so it was really cool to see how a team of I'm going to guess it was probably like somewhere between 3 and 6 people that made all of these games, right? Like this is a long time ago they that's, don't have big Yeah, teams that of seems people.
0: about right. Like no more than like 10 or 15.
1: I I really doubt it was that many for at a company like Jalico, right? Because yeah. 10 or 15 would be like that's like what a f- like a, you know, first party like, you know, an intent like a Mario uh, Super Mario World would have had that many people working on it. So, a Jalico game is going to have less than
0: that. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes sense.
1: <laughs> um, but the I, I liked seeing the progression of how, how that changed and developed. And that I don't know if they actually had feedback from players or if it was just them playing it themselves. Like, you can mm. really tell that the Bases Loaded series was a passion project for these people, like, they, they yeah. genuinely wanted to make the best and most robust baseball experience at the time on the NES.
0: Yeah. They wanted to make it better. That's one of the things I think is most interesting about them is like, you can, you can feel them trying to make each one better than the last in very specific ways. Yes. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. So like the first one is slow. So the second one is faster. The second one has bad fielding. So the third one has better fielding Mm -hmm. and bigger sprites. So it's easier to control. Like, all of the games get faster. The third one doesn't have a season mode, so the fourth one adds it back in in addition to the uh the like quality of life stuff that that uh that three adds. Mm-hmm. Like you can feel them all getting a little bit like a little bit better. Like mm-hmm. two's a little overcomplicated, so three simplifies it somewhat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah then, three
1: was almost like a hold on, let's reset and go back to making a game. Yeah. That's a game, not not like a um, a simulator or a simulation experience, like, you know, like a uh, football manager or something. Obviously. That right. Right. then. But two was they're... also
0: really, really difficult. And then I played three and it was like, I, I think what they do is they actually like, you don't have like a season to play through, but I think mm-hmm. that every time you play a game, the difficulty goes up based wow. on your performance in the previous game. Does, and does... I think that's, I think that's partially what they use the the perfection score for. So like,
1: oh, I so if you the, play a couple games in a row, it's gonna ch- adapt based on your performance.
0: Right. So like, yeah, eventually, cool. I think the idea is like you get to a you know you get to the highest difficulty and then you play a perfect game and that's like beating the game. Okay, that's kind of
1: cool. Because the first game also. I played,
0: it was like, oh, I beat them like fifteen to nothing <laughs> in like the second inning.
1: Holy crap.
0: Cause like I was just hitting everything and no one was catching anything. And I was like, Oh man, this is great. (laughs) Like after the, after the misery of trying to beat two for like a week, like (laughs) not beat, but like win one game when bases loaded two and then three, just like breezed by. That's awesome.
1: What a cool way to do difficulty,
0: like adaptive difficulty. So I feel like that's awesome. I feel like what they did is like, everyone was like, this game's too hard. Bases loaded two is way too hard and like it's making people not like it. So they're like, okay, we'll, we'll alter the difficulty. So everyone will start playing like baby easy difficulty (laughs) as sort of like a, as sort of a, a tuning match. Yeah. And then we will start doing adaptive difficulty. And then your goal will be to get the, your opposing team to the maximum difficulty and then still play a perfect game and win.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's kind of annoying to to have to do it every time you boot it up, but right. the idea of it again, pretty awesome. I did not realize that. That's that's. I like that. That's a. You know, we're always talking about games being accessible, and that's sort of a, a an advanced way of thinking about accessibility. Although obviously it wouldn't be fine tuning, but the, uh, right, the idea right. behind it is kind of cool in terms of. Hey, if this is your level, this is what you'll be playing against.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, again, ambitious, ambitious and interesting and interesting. Like, I I think a lot of that is cool. And then the only thing that I want to say about Bases Loaded 4 is that it has most of the stuff that's cool about three, but brings the season stuff back. And also there is literally a there's an animation for a fight. (laughs) How do you get into a fight? You hit a batter. (laughs) <laughs> like, and the batter know? gets pissed off and there's like these does he charge you yeah there's like there's a there's a cut scene where it just shows like <laughs> the angry face of the batter and then the and then the pitcher stares him back down and then it's like a big tussle hold on i want to see if i can find that it's act mm-hmm. like it's actually really it was actually really fun
1: <laughs> i'll have to look for that later because i did not i did not see that that's awesome I, I, that's, that's a, this is a, a theme throughout all of the jellico games. But man, sometimes the cutscenes just add so much to the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how much, how much hoops did you play?
0: I played one game and lost. And then I played another game and won. And I also played the, uh, the like around the world shooting Oh uh, right, game. yeah.
1: Like from different from different spots yeah, on yeah. the map. Um so <laughs> the video I just linked to you has two back to back excellent cut scenes that the first one is um is 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 great because he's he's going up for like a dunk and just mm-hmm. like whiffs completely if you if you look at it. Like he just <laughs> it just goes flying out but it does this like slow mo Cut to the side right, animations. It's and then <laughs> and then the, the, the opponent take gets the ball and goes to make his own shot. And this little dude, because there's different variables or different characters at different heights, he goes up to try to block the shot. And this guy was never ever going to block that shot. But they oh, still yeah. have the cutscene of him doing it. And it those so cutscenes,
0: th- those cutscenes that you are describing are like 80% <laughs> Of what my game of hoops looked like. (laughs) It's so satisfying
1: to see. I, I, okay. I don't know. And I don't mean this in any way negative at all. Like it's this, I'm not using this in a derogatory way, but hoops has to be the most like ghetto basketball game of all time.
0: It it is. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not in like a, like ghetto in like a jank, like just kind of thrown together. What the hell is happening kind of way. Like, well, everything not in, a, not in a way that implies like, like racial implications.
1: No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the, I'm talking just about like the, even, even, even the weird, like how they have the, the court and stuff where it's like a half court design and like mm-hmm. the court like is in, there's like cement walls behind you that have graffiti and they're like falling apart and stuff. And it's, I, I, I'm very, I, I guess I get they the theme they were going for.
0: to capture <laughs> The street ball aesthetic. It is, yeah.
1: <laughs> they wanted to make based on ball.
0: like a picture that they saw of a of a basketball court in Los Angeles one time.
1: Yeah, like they, yeah, like they saw what was it? Uh, oh no, that was actually later. Um, what's the famous basketball movie? White men can't jump. Is that?
0: Yeah. No, that the,
1: was about that time. Yeah. Like it's 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 even the characters are ridiculous. Like in terms of how they frame them and and they have a little story for them all. And
0: yeah, that's, <laughs> that was weird. They went, I don't know. Mr. Doc. <laughs> oh yeah. Mr. Doc. Yeah. There's Mr. Doc.
1: Uh, I remember Barbie cause Barbie, Barbie wrecked me. The, my first game. She, she stole like I was, I was, I had the ball and she just walked up and took it. And then one time I moved and I apparently threw her across the court and got, charged with charging i was like she ran she just she smashed the ball from my hands and dunked it on me they
0: like man the ai is wild at least some godspeed the... to them for trying to implement fouls in a basketball game in on the nes because like no it's impossible i don't have any
1: clue what what i'm supposed to do in this and i i because i was i was thinking i was playing I don't know. I might I might have been Mister Doc, but I feel like it wasn't. I might have picked Bomber or something like that. Like there's a dude named Face and Zap yep. and Legs. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but Barbie just destroyed me. She's yeah, I mean I got really
0: blown up the first time, and then the exploit in uh, the exploit that I learned in in hoops is that basically if you just shoot the ball. You will just win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't actually, don't try to, don't, don't try to play too
1: hard. Just shoot the ball.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like literally get the ball and go up for a shot. And if you know where to release on the shot, it'll just go in. It'll just
1: go, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the big trick there. But it's so, is... like,
0: I really just started, like, I really just started going, like, inbound the ball, shoot point. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an oddly,
1: satisfying game to I feel like this is one so I actually remember playing this game for real on an NES my cousins had it um, and I remember playing with them and I don't remember that much about it but I remember having fun playing because when the game loaded up I was like oh I, I know this game. I there's like silly yeah, cutscenes, yeah, yeah. and then they did the. I was like, that's the cutscene. You do this, you do the slam jam, and man, <laughs> you, it it feels good. Like this is one of those instances where the cutscene adds a lot to the the what's happening because when it, it kind of in does, it, it kind of it, does. <laughs> it's fun. It's silly, and it sometimes doesn't fit. But I don't know. This is one that if you're playing with somebody else, it I I feel like it'd be a lot more fun than playing the AI because the AI is either super cheap or just dumb. If you find the trick to, to, to like outplay them every time.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in and, and so many of these old games, if you're playing against the AI, it is just like, it is pretty much just like learn the trick to cheese out the AI and you, and you, and you go.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and there, there's a, uh, there's like different character. They, they there. So there are characters and they have different stats. Like there's one dude that's ridiculously, he's basically odd job. Like he's actually, he's, I think he's even shorter than Oddjob from, from uh, James Bond. And, oh, you're good, you're good. And then there's like the super tall dude and they all have different speeds and how good they are at basically
0: cheating or not. Um, Which admittedly made more of a difference than I thought it would. Yeah, it really did. Like I was looking at that initially. I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure they all have different skills. And then they're like completely (laughs) different body types and speeds. And I'm like, oh, this is... They are actually so different as to be unbalanced.
1: Yeah, there's, yeah, they really are actually unbalanced in a lot of ways. Um, and it's—I don't have that much to say about hoops, but I—I I, I had the most fun playing hoops of the of the seven that I played.
0: I think I would agree with that. It's either that or it's like one of the latter bases loaded games, three sure. or four.
1: Yeah, it's hoops. Hoops was it was faster. It was like fast paced and it's very I, short like it's to actually quick.
0: play a game to 10 like yeah, you just kind of go
1: and it's nice that there's like the one on one or the two on two uh play style whichever one you feel like going for and i don't know i i it's not really fair because i do this is the one that i had i you know i played it before so there's going to be a little bit of like oh my god i remember this so that kind of colors my like feelings about it but i genuinely mm-hmm. had a good time playing even when the ai was being in- incredibly unfair in my first game when i didn't know what i was doing and she literally was running at me and i was getting fouled <laughs> <Like> <laughs> she was, it was effectively like she was jumping on my back shoving me to the ground they're like whoa buddy <laughs> don't be so rude
0: there <laughs> hey listen if there's one thing that I know about the NBA as it is today, it's that running at someone and then falling on the floor is a great way to draw a foul every time. <laughs> the worst like, part that's about accurate,
1: I think. I think the actual worst part about hoops is not that I saw this. I, I looked it up on the the VG Museum, but the ending, if you like, win whatever the, the winning, like, the tournament mode is for, with, a, with a character because they each have, like, their own ending sequence that they show. Uh, my, my favorite, though, is, is well, the, well, the worst one is Barbie because her, her big claim to fame is that she married her college coach.
0: Yeah, you've got like, you've got, like, what? What is there, like, ten characters, eight characters in the game? Something like that, yeah. They're all men except for one, and the one who's not a man is named Barbie, and all of them go out to like have huge success, yeah. like they go yeah. on to be basketball pros, or they go on to you know be like millionaire scientists. And then you're like, and the lady got married, <laughs> she got, to yeah, her to her college coach. Well, and 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 she like she beat
1: him, she beat him real bad, and and one on one. But yeah, she's she's married now, so well, you know. She's got, yeah she's so got, she's, got to, she's, she's stay at home. so
0: she's also successful in the way that we deem important <laughs> like
1: well and i suppose the 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 silly one was the scientist who he discovered how to turn iron into gold but then then he lost the formula because yeah was sure apartment <laughs> the, but the best one B- was
0: blah, blah.
1: <laughs> yeah because that was the last that's the last like panel so yeah. it was the it's supposed to be the lull, but they 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 the first one they hit you with the 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 meta there because Mister Doc becomes a famous NBA star, and then works with Jalico to promote their smash hit video game Hoops. Whoa!
0: Yeah. Whoa! And it's like,
1: whoa, dude! He, okay, he became you've famous just time in Hoops. Paradoxed.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty hardcore Jalico. <laughs> All right, so I think we can run through these last two pretty quick. Not that we need to, but I think we, I think we can. Let's go with goal first. I was going to say goal. Goal is not that interesting. It really isn't that interesting in either way. It's a perfectly passable soccer game with nothing interesting about it.
1: I I honestly have nothing to say about goal other than, yeah, I guess. I'd rather, I'd rather just play the, the like 1986 Nintendo soccer game.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's fine um I, I think hoops and goal both suffer from the same issue of like when there is more than like two or three people in the same spot who the hell has the ball and what's happening because <laughs> it just becomes chaos until someone comes out with it and you just kind of mash buttons and see what and see what kind of goes on
1: well and passing was really hard in goal
0: well like, yeah
1: because yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't you don't target a person exactly you sort of hit the ball less hard Right. Like you kind of get it towards somebody like you can you can pass it towards a person. But it's if you just press the pass button and you don't see where, you know, because you can't see enough of the screen. This is a limitation of playing soccer games on NES. Sure. Because you can't see the field because yeah, it's just absolutely. not designed that way. Um, it, it was it was fine. I, I have. Yeah. Honestly, I
0: have I have nothing to say
1: one way or the other about goal. It was it was yeah it, it was just, like meh.
0: It's, it was probably okay. one of the most perfectly passable and normal games in the whole bunch. Yeah, they didn't but do anything too crazy. That didn't they didn't make try it to... particularly good or special.
1: Right? Yeah, because they they didn't go over the top with trying to have it be like a simulation, like Basis Loader was doing, or you know, adding all these elements and stuff. It didn't have a <laughs> a, a very unique aesthetic like Hoops. Yeah, and it was it was just just soccer. It was just, just fine.
0: Now, Racket Attack. <laughs> yeah. I've saved for last because racket attack might be the actual singular worst game I have ever sports game I have ever played.
1: Talk about the weirdest perspectives changing, like the from
0: like serving to from serving to like regular play right <laughs> yeah
1: like the court feels like it's almost going to just shift like you're in some kind of Escher painting and you're like whoa what's figure foreground i'm not sure i obviously it's not that bad but hitting the ball sure feels like it is in the the racket it's like you're playing with a badminton racket like it's yeah. it's it's and and i think the place you're supposed to hit it is like the middle of the racket well, uh, like with your body and
0: yeah and nowhere
1: else <laughs> yeah, it's it's ter- this game is Okay, it looks okay,
0: but it is terrible. It took me at least two full games to learn how to hit the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I So this is the game that I played for about 10 minutes, or not 10 minutes, probably five minutes. I gave up, turned it off, and was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play this again in a bit. This is, this is painful because... I, I I had a serve, they hit it back to me, and I could not volley it. And then one time I did hit it, I was like, awesome. And then they they hit it again, and I couldn't hit the ball. I was like, this is so frustrating. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Cause I was trying to aim it like where I figured the racket, like the, the, the mesh part of the racket would be. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like the wire part, and yeah. I just I don't know. This this game's a disaster. So eventually I learned the cheese strategy. Of course. Which is basically to rush the net. Rush the mash. net
1: and smash it to the Oh, you can just mash it?
0: Like not really. But oh. like basically as soon as they hit it, you just kind of hit the button in response and hope that it's there and if it is <laughs> Oh, because
1: you're at the net, you're so close. Cuz you're at the gotcha. net, so
0: you kind of cut the angle down. Mm-hmm. So like you just kind of go to the net and try to like play the angle that they're probably going to they'll hit it at. Yeah. And like if you guess right, you basically win the point because you just kinda like smash it over to the side and okay, then yeah. get to it. So you just like you kinda just win that uh guessing game enough times and yuck. And uh and you can and you can win a match. And that's how I did that. And it actually took less time than I expected it to. So I ended up playing less of this than um I ended up playing less of this than I played of Bases Loaded Two. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I liked it better. It, 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 it doesn't have anything to do with how much I actually enjoyed the game. Because remember, the idea was like I have to win a game. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, how? Like I was prepared to go like, all right, accept racket attack. But then I actually found a decent cheese strategy, and like you can kind of work out where the where the hitbox is going to be, but like not in a way that is. In any way good?
1: Yeah. Once once you get it's it is one of those things there. Once you're kind of aware of where you're supposed to hit, it's not as annoying as I'm making it sound. It just it. No, it it's still not, really bad though. It doesn't feel good. Who who did you play as is the real question.
0: Oh, I don't even actually remember.
1: Oh, I, I couldn't I couldn't resist somebody named Brovsky. Oh yeah, I
0: forgot that. He just, yeah, looks so, he, just look, that. he
1: looks so grumpy,
2: <laughs> bro. It's cool I know you the be game la- that I lady. won
0: I was playing the I was playing the the girls.
1: I was gonna say I think I it's really cool that you there's like the the, the female characters. There's like four female characters and, well there's probably then eight. No, I think there's
0: an equal number of uh of male and female characters. Oh okay, because, so it was eight and eight. Yeah, because you have to have like you can play like the, the whole oh, yeah. Yeah, tour right, or right. whatever with both of them. Yeah, but right. I don't remember which one of them I played. And I actually looked through the, uh, this is the one where I actually went and looked at the, uh, the instruction manual because I was so confused (laughs) about what was going on. And like, I assumed there was something I had to be missing. So I was like, let me just look up the instructions and see if like, there's a, is there a button? Like, what do the buttons do? Am I I hitting the wrong button? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) so i wasn't but i ended up reading through a good bit of the uh a good bit of the manual and found out that all of the characters like hoops have like unique uh attributes attributes and are are better or worse at certain things and i didn't play for long enough to actually feel that and i don't know how much of a difference it makes but that's supposedly a thing Hmm.
1: hey what do you think the first Sports game or games in general to have product placement are like when do you think that started happening? Because this game does have the Wilson,
2: uh, oh yeah, it like does. tennis
1: rackets and balls and like it's in the background, like you see it all the time. Jalico then Wilson, and this came out in '88. I just wonder when well it, product placement started to happen in games. So I really there's product that.
0: placement, but then there's like celebrity endorsement.
1: Sure, celebrity endorsements became a thing, and that's
0: and that that dates back to like Atari.
1: Yeah. But that's you a little. Have like I feel an like actual that's
0: person's name on the on the. Game. Yeah, like so
1: and so's golf or whatever. Like yeah, I feel yeah. like that's that's a little different than. Good just old having Lee a Trevino's
0: fighting golf.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, racket attack was came, did come out in '88. But do you do you know when it came
0: out in Europe? Oh boy, I, I do not know. 1994. Yeah, I I was gonna say probably like the mid '90s based on the way you're asking. That is a, but I don't know why that would be a thing. Some
1: poor person, and I, I don't mean financially poor. I mean like I'm. Oh, well, maybe now. Well, <laughs> but I feel bad. Somebody out there got racket attack in 1994 for Christmas in Europe, <laughs> or as a Did they gift. though? I, someone did, must have. Somebody got this game, and they're like, "Oh, cool! I thought I was." thought i was gonna get like the super nintendo equivalent (laughs) yeah you
0: thought (laughs) man super (laughs) tennis like it just super tennis is on switch online and every time i booted racket attack i was like man i would just rather be playing super tennis and super tennis isn't even that good (laughs) but like it's so much better than this yeah so final (laughs) thoughts um the pocket player itself, I wanted to oh, yeah. give a short review to. Um, it's fine. Oh, cool! Great. It, it has a very bare bones menu where you just kind of select between <laughs> the games and on a black background, and it's just the names of the games, and you just pick one and it goes. Um, so the, the big the... thing that like bothers me is every one of these games is uh, has a password system, and there's no like battery backup of any sort in the in the player. So if you want to actually, you know, play, yeah, you have to do the password. Hey, it's one, they want an authentic that.
1: experience, okay?
0: So, <laughs> that, was, that was a thing where it's like, oh yeah, that's not happening.
1: Oh, we didn't talk about bunting in Bases Loaded.
0: You know, I never actually did any bunting. How was it? It's that?
1: hilarious. So is it you, so? Before they pitch, you can just have the bat sitting in front of your. I don't remember which which version this is, and there's four of them, so I don't know. But you can hold the bat outward, like you're using it, and then you can press up and down, and you'll move the bat up and down, like you're using it to block an attack in a
0: fighting game. <laughs> and it just made me laugh every time because so the 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 batting <laughs> in bases loaded in general follows that uh follows that general um that general system where you have to like swing high or low based on where yes. the pitch is going. You have to like watch the catcher's mitt.
2: But but it looks a But like it's, it's it
0: is. I did actually see the animations <laughs> for when you're bunting high or low, but didn't actually try to bunt.
1: Oh, yeah, it was just funny because you're holding in front of you and then like you're just holding the bat out in front like you're getting ready to block a sword attack or something like that. And the cuz you know when you bunt in a normal like a, in a more modern baseball game you don't have the bat floating in front
0: of you ahead of time to let the pitcher know hey i'm gonna bump this sometimes I'm, I'm they do sometimes if it's like so obvious that like they know you're gonna that everyone knows you're gonna do it yeah they will just stand there with the bunt with the with the bat out in front
2: oh really All like right, in the I national
0: league when pitchers have to bat but none of the pitchers are actually any good at batting except for shohei otani
2: oh they they um, they,
0: they, they uh they will just like, if there's a runner on first and there's no outs, the pitcher will go out and just hold the bat up. It's like, yeah, I'm bunting. You know, I'm bunting. Everyone knows I'm bunting. We're bunting. (laughs) But like, certainly not everyone does. Usually it's like an element of surprise thing.
1: Well, that's, that's just an ignorance of baseball on my part, but it looked hilarious to me to see. It is still hilarious because it became like a different kind of mini game now where I'm (laughs) just waiting to block the ball as opposed to looking like I'm going to, you know, smash it out of the park or something yeah it was it was a did it, it a actually smile.
0: did it work were you able to actually like bunt for a hit or
1: uh i yeah it i mean it it hit the bat and then rolled a bit and i ran or the character ran or whatever like it
0: good enough yeah uh,
1: it it did the bunt thing i don't think it was i think i got out like i think he got the ball and threw it to mm. first before
0: uh, base running in all of those games is hilarious um <laughs> Like, so one of the exploits I use to beat two is that, um, if you throw the ball to a base that the AI is running to, yeah, um, they will just turn around and go back (laughs) and it like, you could be throwing it from like all the way at the fence in the outfield and they can be like five feet from second base. Like,
1: Oh God, Oh God. And the ball
0: leaves your hand going to second base. And they're like, shit, got to go back. (laughs) So I abused that. And that's how I end. That's one of the things that I ended up abusing to like finally win was just like their idiotic base running where it's like, oh, you're already there, but you just decided to go back because I threw it to that base. Even it's not going to get there in time. That's pretty funny. I didn't know you get there and have a nap before the ball gets there, but (laughs) they're just hard coded to like run back to the previous base if the ball is going to the next one. Yeah. So like. Of all of the dumb AI stuff in in like in baseball games, base running has to be one of the most hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's so you, seven the... Jalico NES sports that's, titles.
1: That's seven seven Jalico, god.
0: You did this. Oh, I,
1: I did. Oh, oh how how I, I can't wait to hear the music <laughs> you select. <laughs>
0: Some of it's actually not bad. I like some of the themes in, in some of the later bases loaded games. Um, the, some of the music in two is absolutely ear splitting. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect way to end. uh. (laughs) So we might go with that, even though like they're mostly just like 10 second loops. Cause it's just like, it's just kind of like there's an RBI chance music in the, in, in the game. (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like, feel like this is Hoops... the this is the there's a bass runner on third base music and it's like chit, chit. like it's supposed to be like <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, su- yeah. it's supposed to be like whistles from the from the outfield or something or from yeah. like the crowd. But it's just like this ear splittingly loud, high pitched screeching. <laughs> I think yeah,
1: because Hoops has a song that has like maybe two bars. It just kind of repeats, yeah, forever. It has like an opening little boop boop, and then it just goes, whatever it does. I don't know if it's like bum 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 bum, and that's it.
0: Yeah,
1: um yeah. Enjoy, I will. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll go. I'll go looking for something, and I'll. I'll pitch you a couple of ideas. I'll. I'll collaborate with you on music here because there's a lot of <laughs> options, and they're mostly all bad. <laughs> hey, hey, that sounds. That sounds just like Jellico. Yeah. I think that the opening will probably have to be like the bases loaded one, like intro theme, like the okay. title menu, because that's like, you know, that's like two bar that's like four bars of music. Whoa. And then it'll be like, OK, and we're starting. So that'll yeah. be easy. But I got to I got to find something really special for the uh, for the ending.
1: <laughs> Is there we should find I wish we could find one of the the, the fights if there's music during that. Or like there some might sound. be,
0: but it would only be like ten seconds long.
1: That's fine. All of the I songs mean, are ten. All of the songs are ten seconds at the most. That's
0: true. They're just loops. <laughs> yeah, which you know is what you'd expect from music in a sports that is, game.
1: That I was going to say. That's not really a complaint.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Well, cool.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this for way too long. We sure have. Not like the the podcast is a normal length, but we've talked about these games for more uh, for longer than they deserve.
1: Yeah, I'll think twice about gifting um, (laughs) (laughs) anything to you, sir. That's the last
0: time I give you something.